SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Slab Shots here, and we'll have Mike Lewis checking in in hour number one, Bruce Marshall in hour number two from the Gold Sheet, and JP is running the show for us back east, so we're ready to rock and roll. Hello, Stevie. How are you, bud? Hi, kids. kids yeah, the, kids are, the kids are all right. <laughs> well, they may be. You and I are feeling it. Oh. And we got a couple of quarterbacks in the NFL we got to keep tabs on here now. How is this possible? I mean, seriously. Uh, it's been going on now for three weeks. This has been really a rugged three weeks for me, this stupid sciatic thing. I only had it once before in my life, and it's awful. And so I got a chiropractic appointment coming up on Monday. Somebody got a new guy referred to me. He goes, yeah, well, yeah, we'll we'll get you in. But he's on vacation this week. So one more week of agony, and I'm praying this guy's going to click me, and it's like my last gasp effort here. And then out of nowhere, you get the same damn thing. Yeah. It's not contagious. I, <laughs> I don't know. So, like, the, what was it? Tw- April of, or uh, January of 2020? Yeah, we we uh, both got the thing. Yeah. And and now and now we both got the sciatica. I, I don't know. We, I think we've been working together too long. Craziness. So, on the injury front, the COVID side of things, all these things that are going on, it, it's a circus act. And we got this the really devastating news yesterday. You and I are big hockey guys. That the World Junior Tournament was canceled in Canada. Hockey's back to a degree. Winter Classic Saturday looks like they're going to soldier on. The NBA soldiering on. The NFL, 10 days down to five. For the most part, everybody's finding their way to soldier through this. But it's such a moving target. College basketball right now is a mess, Brian. I'm, I'm wondering how that's going to go. There are so many teams that have canceled already this weekend's game. So, like, you know, uh, Thursday, uh, Saturday, Friday, Sunday, you know, both games have already been canceled by so many teams. Um, and those games need to be made up. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what the NCAA does to keep the integrity of, of, that, uh, of the tournament. That that's their that's their money maker. So if I, I wonder if they might go on pause, get everybody healthy, and then try and resume. Well, pretty moronic that this is they go. Oh yeah, you know, there'll be a forfeit in the semifinals. I, I you know I mean the World Junior thing. You knew the restrictions were going to be so tight up there, but there were ways around this. There really were, and to just pull the plug on the things. Okay, how about it's only a couple of kids on each team? How about give them two, three days and try to reconvene while they're all there in that spot? Uh, I don't. To me, it's like pulling the plug. Although the insanity of that whole deal with the IIHF, oh, the men can play, but the women can't. Uh, how does that make it? These guys, they can't get out of their own way. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that at all. And then, as I mentioned, a, a couple of quarterbacks in particular, Lamar Jackson didn't look good at practice yesterday with the ankle and then not practicing today. Uh, Tyler Huntley off of the COVID list. He's taking the first team reps. Right now it looks like Huntley goes this week for Baltimore. And in San Francisco, Garoppolo said the thumb was fine before practice yesterday and then didn't practice. So, I mean, it is such a moving target. we got a bowl game going on right now. South Carolina, 32-21, fourth quarter just underway. South Carolina jumped on it. It was like 18 nothing in the blink of an eye. Uh, and then UNC ripped off a big, long run. So, see that fourth quarter, what that brings. Let's say hi to JP back in Philly. See what's shaking with our pal back there. How's, how are things on the East Coast? Great over here, Brian. How's it going for you? We're hanging in there. It's chilly here. Is it still warm there? Beautiful out. I had shorts on today. It's 50 degrees out. Okay, so when it's 50 today, I hope you got a pith helmet and a Kevlar vest for tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I know how it's going to go. That's nuts. It's just nuts. Weather is going to be a thing, I think, in the NFL this week. Well, how about Seattle? You put that Seattle game on, you're going, wait a minute, that is Seattle, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. It looked like Lambeau Field. I know. No, no, that was odd. That was odd. They, you know, when you're so close to the ocean, even even though it gets very cold up there, you normally don't get snow. So that was that was very odd. All right. So we are just getting the fun started with you here on a Thursday. Tomorrow I'll be over at the Superbook at the Westgate. Jake Cornegay rolls out the red carpet for us. Our buddy Andy Isco will be over there. So we'll take you into the weekend and into New Year's Eve. I wonder how it's gonna. I think New Year's Eve is gonna shake out around here. I don't know. I generally hide. Oh, I, I, no, I'm going to lock the doors. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Halloween and, and New Year's, I want no part of. There's, there's generally problems, and I just want to stay away from it. But the fireworks show is like a big thing. Right. I've not heard anything in terms of restricting people on the strip or anything. Have you? No, I have not. In, in fact, I, I know, know that. I don't know what they're doing at Times Square now. I mean, you, you're really yeah, I, I don't know either. I, I know we're going to have the same closures for the on and off ramps around here, you know, to, because they'll be doing you know, fireworks on the strip. So it, it seems as though nothing has changed for this year. All right, we're up to the race at Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Right, back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Follow me on Twitter at Brian Blessing. Follow our pal Stevie at Stevie Slapshot. And JP producing for us back east. So among the stories in the NFL, the one we got coming up, Roethlisberger says, this is it. It's my last game at Heinz Field. What do you make of that? In terms of Cleveland was... Three and a half, well, they still are a lot of places. They're three and others. Is this a circle the wagon thing for the Steelers? 
It could be. Yeah, I was looking at that game and trying to figure it out, and I and I I can't. That that is such a long-standing rivalry. Um, you don't really need any incentive going in on either side. Um, but I I you know I could see the Steelers rallying for Big Ben in this one. I I could see that happening. I just I just I don't know for sure. I'm I'm going to stay away from that game. Maybe the under. Yeah, the under makes sense. I could buy into that. And again, we got to watch the weather this weekend. I think it's going to be a, a little squirrely. Yeah. Your first kick at it, we haven't seen you all week. What happened in week 16? Some big developments. I mean, Green Bay tries to give games away. Yeah. Keeps winning. Keeps hanging on and winning these games. Yeah. They get Minnesota this week. Uh, but they're in the driver's seat for home field. The Chiefs are... Back on the beam. Edwards yeah. Hilaire, no go again. But Kelsey comes back. So Casey in control in the AFC. The big development last week, though, Buffalo beating New England. Right. In essence, they won the division. They're right. 14 and a half against Atlanta. They're going to be 17 and a half against the Jets. That's the advance number. So now all of a sudden, you've got this Miami, New England, Tennessee, Indy, the Raiders. The scenarios are nuts. They are nuts. Miami is the team that I cannot figure out. They're they're the only team in NFL history to have a seven-game losing streak and a seven-game winning streak in the same season. Now, who cares? They've played nobody. Yeah. But they've won. Correct. Correct. I, I, I figured, it, just looking at that, I figured it had to be, the schedule had something to do with it. But Well, for, the way, here's the winning streak in reverse order. The Saints with Ian Book. Okay. They struggled against the Jets. That's about the only game they really struggled. They struggled against the Jets. They beat the Giants 20-9. Beat the Panthers, who are a mess, 33-10. Road game in the division, never easy. Beat the Jets by a touchdown. Beat Baltimore, who's a mess. Beat the Texans. That's the winning. That's who they played. they, They close with... Tennessee, and if they could find a way to win this game, it sets up a showdown in Week 17 with New England. The thing is, they're playing Tennessee. Tennessee at the moment, their defense is playing great football. Their offense is nothing. The Niners gave that game away. Yeah, they did. Garoppolo gave the game away. Well, and Shanahan. Yeah, but it was a combo. Call. Yeah. But look at the, here's what the Titans have done offensively. 20 points got them the win against the Niners. When the Niners shouldn't have been up 14 nothing in the first five minutes, Garoppolo threw that idiotic interception. Mm-hmm. They scored 13 against the Steelers, 20 against the Jags, 13 against New England, 13 against Houston. They're just not producing anything. Off it. If it weren't for A.J. Brown, what A.J. Brown did in that game against the Niners yeah. was ridiculous. Yeah. I Yeah, I... I don't know. I don't know what to make of any of this. I, what, what are your thoughts on Tua in the seven-game winning streak? Did, yes, I'm the same way. You're giving me the look, and I feel I'm the same getting, way. I'm, not, I'm looking at the wall. I'm not <laughs> looking at you. No, no, no. I know, but but I, I I don't know what to make. You know, again, it's a seven-game winning streak against you know, and I, and I know it's nobody, but it's it's an NFL seven-game winning streak. There's something there. Well. I think you give Flores credit that whatever, they're finding a way to get through these games. They're finding creative ways to get Waddle the ball. 
But the guy can't stretch the field. He just can't. Yeah. Now, at least for the most part, he's protecting the football. He, you know, young guy, and you're going, okay, is he the future of your franchise and the learning curve, and what's the ceiling? Maybe I'm being overly critical, but he looks like more of a a game manager yeah. than an, a guy that, like, take me down the field and win me a game there, pal. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd agree with that. I, I, don't, I don't trust him to... You know, to be able to throw me a win. Um, and then Indy and Cincinnati. I know that you like Indy. I kind of like Cincinnati. I, I got to, there's something about that team for me. Well, we're going to find out. Yeah, we are. I mean, by the way, let me check the weather in Cincy. Total in that game's 51. After what Burrow did last week, now I get it, Ravens were a dumpster fire from an injury perspective. But he throws for 525 yards, and Mahomes on the other side, that total is 51. I, uh, it's a big game, you know, I, and the Chiefs' defense has been pretty doggone good. Yeah. Sunday, all right, Cincinnati weather. 30% chance of, looks like rain, Snow mix, wind 18 miles an hour. So weather is gonna be a thing. Yeah, I, I may look to I may look to Indy. Then I, Nixon got a little nicked at the end of the at the end of that last game. He, he was able to finish, but if he's not 100 percent, then then they're run then they're then they're going to have to rely on throwing the ball, and you're throwing the ball in bad weather. Don't you think it's like it's a mindset thing where there's that fine line where, hey, aren't they a fun story? And it's nice to see a new face in there. And you got to learn how to win these moments. And then what if they win? You know what I mean? Like, are you happy to be part of the picture? Or if you win this game... Are you sending a statement going, no, we're not just happy to be part of this. We're, we are in the equation. That's what we'll have to find out about Burrow. I, I think he's that way. I, I think that, you know, just being there is not enough. But, but, but we'll find out if, if they get there. I, I, I like this kid. But you have to have mix and healthy. You've, you've got to have the mix of pass and run. And their defense has been playing pretty good. Too. Yeah. Yep. There's, there's some interesting dogs this week. I, I think Minnesota plus seven at Green Bay. I keep looking at that one, and I'm like, it's just the, the Vikings are. I know they are. Good Lord. But this is a, I believe this is a spot for them. But Thielen's been hurt. He's not going to be there. But you get Cook back. But this Green Bay thing where they take their foot off the pedal on the back end of games is yeah. It's a little distressing. You, you know, your Buffalo Bills at that that game against New England, I thought, oh, oh my God, when 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 was it was 26-21, right? New England got back in it. Stevie, that football game. I'm, I'm literally going, how is this even a game? <laughs> the Bills went for it on fourth and goal and Sanders dropped the touchdown pass. Then Allen had Kumaro wide open, and I'm sorry, you're an NFL wide receiver. You make the catch. He doesn't catch it. Then a defensive back dropped an interception that was like a punt the way 
Jones threw the ball. And then all of a sudden, New England scores a touchdown, and it's a one-possession game. I'm going, and they were, and they were third and ten to give him a three and out and give him the ball back. And then they stepped in. They murdered the Patriots. Yeah. Murdered them. They did. Let them hang around. They did. And, and, and McDermott, there was a weird thing in there where he threw a timeout away. I, I'm forgetting now exactly. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even, I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, yeah, you don't think you might need that down the road? They're your oxygen tank. All right. Glad to be with you. Mike Lewis coming up in a little bit. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio on the Sports Group. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Thank you, Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing. Stevie Slapshot with you. Series 159, the Sports Good Radio Network. I don't know why this triggered this. The share tune. I saw this over the weekend. It was hysterical. It's a documentary on the, the movies called Super Bob Einstein. Okay. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I do. So, Bob Einstein, I, like all the, these years, I didn't know this. I mean, he's the guy with Super Dave. Super Dave, yeah. Okay. So, and he recently passed away. Mm-hmm. So they did a documentary with him, and he was on Curb Your Enthusiasm, hysterical, Marty Funkheiser. I had no idea. He's Albert Brooks's brother. Oh, I didn't know that either. Well, I had no idea. So, I mean, because like Albert Brooks is on Curb Your Enthusiasm once in a while, and they only did one movie together, but this thing was so hysterical. That guy was so funny. Yeah. And maybe it's an acquired taste that it's this dry, you know, idiotic sense of humor. The Super Dave thing was just so ridiculously stupid, but it was hysterical every time. Yeah. Highly recommended. It was the Super Bob Einstein movie. And it's like, you talk about the people this guy worked with that flew under the radar. But I had no idea he was Albert Brooks's brother. I, I didn't know that either. But now that I think about it, they both kind of have the same dry sense of humor. Albert, Albert Brooks is just fantastic. He, when he used to go on The Tonight Show, I, I was rolling. Well, Broadcast News is a great movie. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of the one. There's, this, uh, there's one where he goes on vacation. Good-looking leading lady. They, they, buy, they buy a motorhome. I think it's an early retirement thing. They buy a motorhome, and then they lose all their money here in Vegas. Uh, Gary Marshall was running one of the casinos. Lost all their... Oh, it's just... just I, Albert Brooks is just hilarious, and so is I, was Einstein. All right. So we're racing towards the New Year's Day Bowls. Stevie, have because of the college playoff, and it's great. You're crowning a champion on the field. No, you know, we want eight, right? We want it to be at least an eight-team yeah. tournament. But has the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl, have they, like, lost – some of their luster because yes. of the playoff thing. Yeah, and that's part of the reason I want eight and, and, and maybe even more. Get those bulls involved in the playoff, and now, you know, those bulls become important again. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole different landscape now, Brian, uh, with these kids, you know, leaving early to get ready for the draft and, and, and coaches moving. 
Um, and I, I kind of understand why you have to, because you have to then sign kids to your new program. But now the coaches aren't coaching their teams in the bowl games. It, it's, it's just a completely different feel than it used to be when I was growing up. You know, back to the NFL for a second. We're seeing the balloon numbers again. And we've seen this a lot this year. Buffalo's 14.5 against Atlanta. Tampa, 13.5 against the Jets. The Patriots, 15.5 against the Jags. In the past, it was an unwritten rule of thumb. You go broke laying double digits. It's just my memory of this year. Those big numbers, teams have been covering those big numbers. Yeah. I, I, I looked at those. I've, I've got – there's five dogs that I like this week, and none of them are, are those numbers. Um, my numbers are like – I know you. Let me guess. Can I right. guess? All right. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I think you maybe, maybe might, might like Arizona. I'm not I convinced. Do. I thought you might like Arizona. That's okay. one. I can see you like the Ravens. I do. Yeah, I knew that one. Minnesota. Right. Possibly Pittsburgh is a home dog. Not Pittsburgh. All right, so I got three so far. Yep. Jeez. Uh, is, it, is it Washington possibly? Yes. It's four. Yep. And did I say I did say Minnesota, didn't I? You did say Minnesota. Uh, then maybe Miami catching three and a half. Not Miami. You want me to give it to you? You going with the that, bang, the Bengals? That no. Go that, ahead. I got four. New York Giants. That was impressive. Oh, I wouldn't have got that in a, no. No, but that was impressive for you to knock out three in a row like that. Uh yeah. So anyway, I yeah. You're why, right. Why the Giants? Um that's a good question. I mean, um, Chicago, that was a nice win for them against Seattle. Th- that's part of it, is that I, I, like, I like teams off of losses getting points against teams off of wins because now Chicago, you know, feeling pretty good about themselves, and they look at the Giants, and the Giants have lost, lost what, four or five in a row? And they go, okay, we can just step on the field win this game. Well, you, you, you've got to, it's the NFL. You've got to come with an effort every Sunday. So if uh, if a favorite takes the other team a little too lightly, that's a good spot. Well, actually, think about this. I should have said this one, and it wasn't it, obviously. You gave the other one. But Houston catching 12-and-a-half against the Niners. Houston, a two-game winning streak. Yeah. Okay, you get 30 against the Jags. I guess maybe you take that with a grain of salt. But the Jags' defense isn't that bad. I agree. You put 41 on the Chargers. What's going on with Houston? I, I, I don't know. Is Davis Mills better than we thought he was? Well, it <laughs> took a little time. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I have no idea what the answer is there. I, 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 don't, I don't know. But, uh, but, again, those. you're right. It used to be automatic. When you got double digits, you know, 14, 12 um, or higher, that's tough to cover in the NFL. And it's not that way anymore. Again, th- things have changed. So what are you making of, of some of the games coming up? I'm looking forward to actually the Arkansas-Penn State game. I mm-hmm. think that could be a very intriguing game because both of these defenses are good. Yeah. I'd actually lean to the under in the game. 
But I, I think so. Arkansas is one and a half. Yeah, I, I don't like the side. I'm not sure what to do. I like both coaches. I like both defenses. Um, I, I think I will take the under in that game. Not, I, am I really like to. Arkansas being like, happy for our buddy Tony Neville. Uh-huh, right. Big Razorback guy. But I think it's, it's great when you get some of these teams that have been downtrodden for so long right. come all the way back. Like the UAB story is a great story. Mm-hmm. Program went away, and then they become a you know, relevant program. But in the SEC, because when you're down in the SEC, good luck digging yourself out exactly. of like, like How long is it going to take Missouri? Yeah. You're, no, you're right, Brian. You, you, that, that league is not forgiving um, if, you, if you go through a bad stretch to get back out of it. The top is you know, so good in the SEC. I really think this is something that is worthy of discussion. Georgia seven and a half against Michigan, and before, I'm not even talking about Michigan. Georgia was one of those years. Schedule wise, they missed out on the meat of the monsters in the SEC. Mm-hmm. All right, so you beat Clemson in the opener. Well, Clemson was in, right? Yeah, and you won that game without an offensive touchdown, ten three. UAB South Carolina. They beat South Carolina 40-13. Uh, Vandy's nothing to write home about. Stomped on Arkansas. Everybody's all excited about Arkansas, and that was like a reality check. That's a big win. Beat Auburn on the road. Won at Florida. Missouri, Tennessee, Charleston, Southern, Georgia, Tech. And then you, you face Alabama, and you lose. 41-24 is the final. Just based on the schedule they played, have they been overrated? I think they have. I'm, I'm, I'm not, impre- <clears throat> not impressed with Georgia. I don't like the quarterback situation there. It, it, they just don't feel um, like, you know, the past couple of years uh, before this year. Um, on the other side, though, I'm not uh, – Michigan off the Ohio State win. Again, it's the Chicago Bears-New York Giants where I, Michigan may – you know, be feeling their oats and just feel like they can step on the field. And I think the good thing is, is in, I mean, that the time is removed. Yeah, there. Yeah, I, I get that. I, I think that'd be tough to do that the next week, maybe. Right Not now. I, I get that. I still, I still think that is such a huge win for Michigan that that this is still a bit of a letdown spot here. Well, I mean, the the season's a raucous success for them, and Harbaugh specifically. The monkey's off his back. He beat Ohio State. Yeah, I, so I, I, I just, I've got a bad feeling about Michigan here, but I don't like Georgia either. Again, I might go under. I, I, don't, I, I don't like either side. Hey, next segment, Mike Lewis is going to join us over at the Suncoast. A uh, little, little, little hockey chat with him too, but how about these games coming back off the layoff? I mean, most of these games, it's pond hockey. And I meant to ask you. You best be shading these totals higher because nobody's hitting anybody. Yeah, as, as I'm watching the other night, when the, the first night back, I'm going, damn it. <laughs> I should have bet all the overs. Did you, did you bet the overs? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we had talked about it, that off the long layoff. And if there's fatigue and they're getting back up to speed, to me it would be the defensemen that get worn down. Right. And then the goalies are shaking off rust too. Yeah, and, and we had uh, some, some, you know, backups. Quite a few backups in there uh, the first night. I mean, it'll change, but at the moment, 
you know. Yeah. As Cam Stewart would say, I'm hungry. Give me the salami. Yeah, yeah. Good. Mike Lewis is going to check in next segment. Brian Blessing with Stevie Slapshot, JP producing for us. It's Sirius 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hey, we got to light the lamp podcast up with Cam Stewart, too. Check that out on the Sports Grid platform. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Back with you. It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio, Series 159, the Sports Good Radio Network. Hey, if you're coming in from out of town, we always say this check out where the locals go. And I'm telling you, consider stay and play there. You can still Uber, get around, go to the strip, and do those things. But where the locals stay, the amenities are awesome. And yeah, the machines might be a little looser, too. You never know. Hey, our buddy Mike Lewis has joined us from the Sun Coast over at the corner of Alta, which is uh, Alton Rampart, which is a great joint. And Mr. Lewis is a regular guest on our shows, and he does a lot of stuff with us on the hockey side because he's a big hockey nut bar. Mike, you and I, uh, we're in mourning with the World Juniors getting canceled. That's sickening. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it started off okay, and we thought we were going to get to see uh, the juniors and, you know, great, great hockey. But then, uh, like so many, it, uh, you know, a couple things pop up, and, uh, you know, you, you, you would hope that they could have postponed uh, the tournament for maybe three days and just to see if, uh, you know, how much it, you know, COVID spread. Um, you know, I think a big part of it, they said that was uh, – so many uh, on ice officials were catching it also that they didn't have enough officials to uh, uh, to referee the games. So uh, the they cancel it, and that's too bad. The Finnish coach said this was not a COVID thing. This was a poorly run tournament. Ouch. Yeah, I, I you know, it, I think that with being in Canada and so many restrictions at the uh, Canadians have in place. It was it was going to be tough to do. Uh, I think if they had to do it over again, they would have thought about maybe moving it elsewhere. But um, it's too late to do that now. And unfortunately for these kids, uh, uh, especially the majority of them, that they won't be able to uh, participate in juniors. So what do you make of the return to play in the NHL? Stevie and I were talking in the last segment. You know, when you guys are hanging numbers, and you saw the first night, three games in the return to play, 33 goals in three games. Arizona, San Jose, 8-7? My God. Uh, very few games that have been played as checking been part of the equation. It'll change. But at the moment, Mike, all these teams coming off long last. I mean, you got like Calgary. Like Some of these teams have been off since like the second week of December. Yeah. I You know, you have to almost treat them like uh, – uh, preseason games that all the starters are going to play uh game you know they're going to ease their way back into it and it, it's it's not easy to do as far as hanging numbers but uh you know we just hope that they they can do it i think uh, reducing the time to quarantine from 10 days to five days helps i know uh for vegas today petrangelo and Dadnanoff were both back with the team skating uh so you know hopefully uh 
you know, they can muddle through this, but it's going to be, uh, I think the next couple of months, it's going to be tough. Mike, what are the, the true challenges you guys face on your side of the counter with what the, what's going on right now? I mean, how has your routine been altered? You, you just have to stay diligent. You have to, you know, you have to keep your head on a swivel. Uh, you got to be uh, making sure that, you know, your, your base of lines off of uh, players that you think are playing and you got to make sure that they are playing. And, you know, we, we see, you know, the NFL with some big names that, uh, uh, they put them on the COVID list. You're not sure. And, you know, you, really you have to err on the side of caution, uh, you know, either take the game off the board or just limit the amount of money you're going to take because, uh, you know, you're booking games. You don't know who's actually going to play. And some of these players are, you know, one, two, three-point players. And then you also have to keep track of, especially in the college basketball right now, Mike, what what games are being canceled and, and where are they going to be replayed? You've, you've, you, that has to all be uh, taken care of as well. Yeah, college basketball is uh, – uh, they're in uh, – they're struggling right now. I mean, I mean, every day it's said, you know, I think it's a minimum of 50% of the games are, uh, you know, postponed. So, you know, every day you just, you sit there and you, you watch these games go by the wayside, you know, every, every few minutes, another game pops up, you know, postponed or canceled. So you just got to, uh, you know, it's, it, it's the times that we're dealing with, uh, you know, we've been through it. And uh, we're going to continue to go through it for quite a, for a while now, it, it appears. Mike Lewis is a proud Michigander. Is that right? Is that, is that the word? That is, yes, Michi- that is exactly right. Okay. How about it? A Michigan catching seven and a half against Georgia. We were talking about it in the previous segment. I, I'm not knocking Georgia. Uh, but you look at their schedule, it was a very, very favorable schedule for a team playing in the SEC, and then they get thumped by Bama. Do you believe to a degree they've been overrated or don't read too much into losing to Bama? I think it's a little of both. It's just You're right, the schedule was very favorable for them, uh, you know, especially once the, you know, you get to, you get to November when, you know, it really starts counting. They, you know, I, the one thing I – I despise with the SEC is they have that one week that you play, you know, you might as well play your, uh, your cheerleaders, you know, the Georgia gets Charleston Southern. It's like, well, what good does this game do to SEC teams? Uh, I hate how, you know, schedule them first on your schedule. You don't do it, you know, in November, uh, does them no good. Uh, so you know, very weak schedule, especially the, the back half of the season. And then they go against Bama, who basically, I think, gave you the blueprint on how you uh, have to beat Georgia. They're very, very good against the run, uh, but you can pass on them. Uh, you know, now, Mich- to me, Georgia and Michigan are all very, very similar teams. Uh, you know, I, I, I think they're almost mere images of each other. And, you know, we'll see if Michigan can uh, can muster some uh, something in the passing game. And if they do, I think Michigan uh, uh, could get there. But, uh, you know, Michigan's I mean, also not going to give up on the run, even though uh, it's very difficult to run on Georgia. You can't, you can't get away from what got you where you're at. I mean, how dangerous are they, Mike? I mean, no matter what happens, this season is a raucous success. Harbaugh gets the Ohio State monkey off his back. To a degree, you're playing with house money with a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I don't, 
I mean, with that win over Ohio State, I, don't, I can't see these kids coming in here being nervous. I think they're playing with house money. No, they're 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 not nervous. They're they're ready to play. They're ready. They're dying. They're pumped up, and you know, and it helps when you have a leader on your team like Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, this guy's been ready to run through a wall to play this game for a couple of weeks now. Uh, they'll, they're going to show up. They're going to give it their all, and uh, you know, they're a seven and a half point dog. But really, I think this game is uh, it, it's closer than that. As I said, I think they're mirror images of each other. Uh, you know, Michigan's offensive line, uh, this will be the best offensive line that Georgia's faced uh, across the board. Alabama's got a great offensive line also. But uh, across the board, Michigan's offensive line's been very, very good this year. I think it's going to be a great game. I think uh, it's going to be uh, an old-fashioned smash-mouth football game, and I think it's going to be a, a great game to watch. Hey, uh, Brian asked me this earlier. I want to get your thoughts on Pittsburgh and uh, Cleveland. This is apparently Ben Roethlisberger's last game. Do the, do the Steelers rally around him here, Mike, do you think? that This has been such an intense rivalry. I, I, I just don't know, you know who to pick. I'm probably looking at the under, but as far as the side, I don't know. But do, do you think maybe the Steelers rally around Ben for this one? You know what? You'd, you'd have to think that they're definitely going to rally around him. I think the fans are going to rally around him. I think when, you, when everyone just steps back and think what Ben Roethlisberger has done for the Pittsburgh franchise, uh, it's been remarkable. He's been a, such a great quarterback for this team. And uh, for him to come out and say, you know what, this is probably my last game here at Heinz Field, uh, I, I think you're going to see the best of the best from this team. They're going to give it everything they have. and uh, I think the fans are going to hopefully be very appreciative of uh, what he what he does out there because uh, he's given this uh, this fan base a lot to be happy about. Some compelling matchups, Mike. Week 16 set the playing field and the landscape. Big picture for some teams. But the wild card races, both conferences, is very intriguing. It is. I mean, it's each, you know, this week and next week are going to be uh, uh, fascinating. And this is what the NFL wanted. I mean, this is why they expanded a wild card and uh, why they changed it to go, you know, to go an extra week, add that extra game, and you know, week 18 all division play. Uh, this is exactly what they want. They want chaos going in the last couple of weeks. They want majority of the games to mean something, and you know, it looks like that's what they got. But it's going to be a, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, you know, you look at the the wild card situation, especially the AFC. I mean, it's you know, basically from team, you know. Four to thirteen. It's anybody could get there, depending on uh, what they do over the next two weeks. Hey, your Lions, Mike. They're playing hard for Campbell, and he's been making the betters some money. Seattle's a touchdown favorite in the game. The total's forty-two and a half. Moving forward, looking at the draft or, or what lies, you know, ahead in the offseason, free agency, whatever. What do you make of Goff as the quarterback, Mike, from a big-picture perspective? What, do you, what are you thinking about your Lions? Well, you know, they, they need a few a quarterback for the future. But, I mean, where they're going to draft this year, uh, you know, they're going to be in the top, you know, top three draft picks. Uh, there is no one worthy of a top three pick for quarterbacks this yeah. year. Uh, so, you know, they have a late first-round pick that they got from the Rams for the, for the stra- uh, Stafford trade. Uh, but you're drafting someone down in the twenties. They're not going to be ready to start. It's going to be a you know a project. 
Uh, so, I, you know, I think Jared Goff will be there next year. Uh, you know, b- bottom line is he's already under contract. Uh, why look for another stopgap quarterback when you already got someone that actually knows the playbook? Uh, they just got to, they, they need talent. And they just got to, uh, they got to, you know, I, I like the draft that they had this year. Uh, I think Sewell's been unbelievable for an offensive lineman, a rookie offensive lineman that basically didn't play a senior or a full year in college. He has been their best uh, offensive lineman by far. I mean, he's a he's incredible. He's going to probably make ten Pro Bowls before it's all said and done. That's how good this kid hey, is. So they the did very well report. in the draft this year. Give me the scouting report on the guy that's gone. All right, the Rams loaded, but the question with the Rams probably comes down to how Stafford fares against quality foes, right? Yeah, uh, but but the one thing that Matthew Stafford also would have is he has other weapons around him that he doesn't have to be just the one to win the game. I mean, the Rams' defense uh, should be able to win games by themselves also. So that's the one good thing about Matthew Stafford is, you know, in Detroit, he, you know, to get to the playoffs, it was basically all Matthew Stafford. He doesn't have to be the everything. Uh, He's got receivers that can do it. Uh, the running game that can do it, and uh, definitely a defense that uh, when they show up and play, they can uh, they can win games themselves. Mike, always appreciate your time. Happy New Year, pal. Uh, appreciate you, all your contributions on the shows, and we invite people to go check out the Sun Coast Corner Alton Ramp out the Boy Gaming app. All kinds of really cool, cool and creative offerings. Uh, literally, there are. 30 props on every NFL game on the mobile app. The boy, the gaming app really, really good. Mike, always a pleasure, buddy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. Our bud Mike Lewis. We're coming back to Vegas. We'll double-check some injuries, top of the hour. And in hour number two, our buddy Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet will check in. He's got a, maybe a little retrospective on John Madden. And looking ahead to bowl games on New Year's Day, which is always great fun. Back to SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with you to wrap up hour number one of Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Series 159, the SportsGrid Radio Network. Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet is going to check in with us in hour number two. Let's just double check, you know, some of the news and notes, Stevie, and mostly question marks. Nothing really defined from an injury perspective. Lamar Jackson's the one I guess we're kind of all watching, right? Right. So Lamar Jackson, the ankle injury. My leg. My leg. My leg. My leg. My leg. My leg. That would qualify as a leg injury. He he did practice yesterday, but the reports were that he did not look good at all and then didn't practice today. So the backup there, Tyler Huntley, just got off the COVID list. He's feeling very mellow. What was that? Was that ET? Well, I think it was. While taking uh, first-team reps. So right, right now, it looks like Huntley will start for Baltimore over Jackson uh, against the Rams. Lamar Jackson, phone home. And then, and then in San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's got the, the thumb injury. Oh. And by the way, recently. Ah! 
Very bad thumb injury. Apparently. Drew, Drew Brees had and missed five weeks, but also recently Drew Stafford had it when he was with the Lions. He he was able to play through it. So I guess it depends Ma- on Ma- the individual. Ma- Matthew Stafford. I'm, I'm sorry, Matthew Stafford. My bad. Um, Drew Stafford's a hockey player. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Anyway, uh, so Garoppolo, before practice yesterday, is saying it feels fine. I think I'm going to be able to go this week. And then he didn't practice yesterday. So kind of mixed messages there. And the Colts, big one, uh, they get Darius Leonard off the COVID list. That win by Indy, by the way, we'll talk about this in the next hour, at Arizona, they lost, they had guys out with COVID and then lost like three linemen during the game. I mean, Indy's a good football team. All right. Big weekend coming up and another hour of fun and frivolity. Vegas Sportsbook Radio taking a very short break. Coming back. I felt a great disturbance in the force. At Sports Grid, we don't have business hours. We give you sports gaming strategies and information 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. 